From the 2012 United States Figure Skating Championships, this is the Ice Queens. Welcome back, figure skating fans, and these are your hosts, Liz and Tori, for our final recap of the 2012 United States Figure Skating Championships live from San Jose. We've just had a major snafu where we recorded an entire podcast that didn't actually record. So now we're just, you know... We're not happy. No, we're beyond. And it's not that we're not happy just about the ice skating. It's because we've already recorded this. Now this is take two. We gotta warn you, it's probably gonna stink. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this means war. So let's give you the play-by-play. So last night we left off, we were having some drinks at McCormick and Schmick's, you know, seeing some celebrities... We had just finished the ladies' competition. We woke up this morning, and we had some lofty goals that we were going to get to the men's competition by 10.30. That did, did not, not happen. happen. Um, also, we had to skip the mimosas and the Bloody Marys, and all we had was some chai tea. And so I think it was probably a good idea that we didn't make the early men's competition. <laughs> um, we did make it there in time for 11.30 for the pairs, and we were not prepared to have any... Any um, expectations whatsoever for the pairs, but they did exceed our well, expectations. Well, we always do have low expectations for the for the pairs, and going in doing that does help a lot because the first three pairs that skated, we were pleasantly surprised by how well they skated. They were actually better than the last group of pairs. Yeah, Kane and Regan were good. Um, we enjoyed watching them, and they, they ended up sixth. But we did like that pair. And who got the pewter medal again? Uh, people we don't know their name, but we'll be looking it up right now. <laughs> um, we knew it the first time that we did this recording. Yeah. But well, that was a while ago. <laughs> all I know is that he had to suffer through his program wearing burgundy velvet tights. And also he had um, some sequins on the back of his pants that made it look like you were... Um, looking at his butt crack. So we gave him bonus points for that because it's not easy skating in velvet pants unless you're Russian, which is the norm. So she was a very, she was a tiny girl. She looked Russian. I liked that pair. They had big throws and a big triple twist. Um, All three of those earlier pairs were very promising. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Liz is trying to look stuff up. Should we move on to the the medalists? Third place was Avora and Ladwig. They were in second going into the long program. Could not hold it together. She is shaky on her jumps, as always. She fell. She's 27. He's 32. Probably time to take a serious look at hanging it up, because they're never going to be in the world. Oops. <laughs> there we go. Crash. Just knocked over the recording device. This podcast is going really well. <laughs> That's um, what you get. Yeah, so Donlin and Sparoff were the fourth place team, the one with the purple tights. Yes, and they do show promise. Yeah, and the Vora Ladwick, beautiful to watch with the lifts. They backloaded their program so that all of their hard lift elements were at the end to get increase their scores. Yes, that was a good strategy. You get that extra 10% bonus points on your elements if it's after the 240 mark, and they did use that wisely because 
That is their highlight of their program is the lifts. Unfortunately, she does have trouble with the jumps, and that caused them to drop to third place, and they will not be going to the world championships unless the USFSA puts them on the team instead of Marley and Brubaker, but I got to think that's not going to happen. Yeah, Amanda Avoro just looked really uh, shaky out there. She didn't have a lot of confidence. And, you know, I'm just wondering what their goals are because they're sort of peaked a few years ago and it doesn't seem like they're able to really have the strength and the confidence to get into the top two. Yep. So second place ended up being Marley and Brubaker. They finished first and did really well in the short program, but that was not to be the case today. Yeah, so they've also only been together for a year. It seems to be an epidemic with the pairs, U.S. pairs. That's why we're not strong, because they're never together that long. He had trouble and fell on the side-by-side jumps. They did have, you know, oh, she. I think she put her hand down on one of the throws. And, you know, they were pretty good. They skated well enough to um, take second place. Yeah, I mean, she was the big question mark when they first started skating together because she was so inexperienced and young. And today, it seemed like she was really strong and confident and Rockney was struggling on his jumps. But, um, you know, overall, it was a good program. and They should know. be very proud that they got second place in just their second season together. So that is quite an accomplishment, and they should be on the world team. So we'll see how they do. So Katie, Denny, and John Coughlin finished first place. We're rolling our eyes over here because... They are both former U.S. champions in the pairs with different partners. So now they've been paired together and they won again. And they did skate the best performance of all the skaters. They had no errors. They had nice um, jumps. No, not nice jumps. I don't know. <laughs> no, they had nice jumps. Yeah, but, they did. But their lifts are fugly. They're terrible. She, she had her butt out in the last one. I mean, it was almost bad to watch. I mean, it was not pretty. No, it was not pretty. She does not have good extension. She doesn't have the flexibility. She needs to take some Pilates classes or ballet and get um, better positions on her jumps because I think that holds them back. They do have good throws because she's a strong jumper and definitely can land those throws when he throws her. And they do have the triple twist, but they don't have the refinement of the top pairs in the in the world. And so top 10 finish at Worlds, but we won't be seeing them on the podium. And the U.S. will not be getting three spots back at the World Championships with what we have to send to the Worlds this year. Yeah, and the only thing worse than her trashy outfit, um, which was an homage to Tanya Harding, was her eye makeup. I mean, I don't know why she wants to look so trashy out there. I mean, I know she's young, she's developing her style, but... Ugh, she's very gross. it's very tacky. It's They need some better styling, and it would help immensely. Yeah, I mean, it seems like how she presents herself is how her lifts look, too. They just look look trashy. They're not pretty at all. No. So we need to combine, basically, the Evora and Ladwig's lifts, and we need to combine Coughlin and Denny's jumping and their confidence, and also then we need to have the pairs skate to some music that doesn't bore the crap out of us that we haven't heard 13 million times before. Yeah, because uh, Denny and Coughlin did hijack the music from Mino and Sands and even had the lift at the end where he does a little death drop and 
drops her towards the floor in the same spot in the music, so that was beyond ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, God, blatantly copycatting, and then, you know, Mino and Sandra are actually on the on the rink because they're coaches. I'm thinking, I'm wondering how they're they... coaching Marley and Brubaker. <laughs> they're probably going, "What? You cut, you're copying us?" Yeah, maybe that was a little in-your-face move. Who knows? <laughs> a little competition intimidation. Um, so then, you know, luckily we didn't have much of a break to ponder the. Just the... had to get those zambonis <laughs> out there and clear the ice for the men to show up. Yeah, because we didn't have a lot of time to ponder for the, ponder the woeful state of American figure skating. That's best. Pair skating, anyway. And then right up next were the men's competition. Like I said, we didn't really get our asses out of bed early enough to get to the early men's um, rotations this morning, but. Apparently, Richard Dornbush skated really well after a disastrous 17th in the short program, and Brandon Moreau skated okay, I guess. Mm, um, no. Uh, Brandon had been trouble. He ended up 14th. He needs to get it together or figure out what the hell's going on, because he seems to be in a downward spiral. Yeah, you do the quad lets. You're the first man to do the quad lets in competition, and then you can't even you can't even place higher than 14th at nationals. That's a travesty. Something needs to change. Yeah, so Dornbush was good. Apparently, we missed that. I guess St- Scott Dyer was good too. We missed him. Um, then in ninth place was Jason Brown, and he's the sensitive ponytail guy. <laughs> I have a picture with him on our website that you'll be able to see. He's a very nice boy. He lives um, on the North Shore near me in Chicago. But um, he needs a little bit of polish. He had some struggles in his free skate. He's a good stylist, but, you know, just needs a little extra practice and refinement. Yeah, it was a rough skate. He had two, three falls two, on two jumps and then on some footwork. But he does have potential with his presentation. Hopefully his jumps come along. He's young. I believe he was only 16 or 17 years old. So maybe in the next couple of years, he'll get that confidence with his jumps and he'll be right in there because he did do good on the Grand Prix circuit this season. So Max Aaron skated. We basically uh, slept through that, I think. I yeah, I think he was bugging that. me. I don't remember. Yeah, probably. And then um, seventh place ended up being Keegan Messing, who's a big fan favorite. We don't really know why. Um, Tori calls him the Elvis Stoico of the U.S. That's right, of Alaska. Of Alaska, yeah. He's, you know, kind of short and stout like Elvis was, and he's got the jumps. But his program doesn't have a lot of content in it. He jumps a lot, but it seems like he's doing the same jumps over and over again. He did have some mistakes. I think he fell. Um, not a lot of choreography, skating to Clash of the Titans, wearing a pirate outfit. The crowd was pretty upset after his program because they thought he was underscored, but he was not. Yeah, I mean, that goes to show you there's some naive figure skating fans out there that just think that when you're jumping all over the ice and going crazy and swashbuckling and stuff that you deserve really good scores. <laughs> yes, he does not have the transitions, um, you know, the speed, the polish. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, was... he, needs some, he needs some work. He seems like he's really young and unrefined. He needs to learn how to connect his moves and to connect with the music better. And He does have energy, so that was, you know... That's good to see. Yeah, when you're four feet tall, you can jump all over the place. 
So then sixth place was Stephen Carrier. I mean, I don't know what's going on with this guy. He's been skating forever, and he just never seems to be able no, to keep improving. No, he got third a few years ago, but since then he's kind of been, you know, fifth and sixth place the last few seasons. So nothing special from him today either, well, that I remember. Yeah. Of course, I've been drinking, you know, so who knows? Yeah, his brain cells are starting to die off after a weekend of figure skating. Um, Douglas Rosano is in fifth place. Everybody, I don't know. People were really liking what? him, but I'm... Um, we don't get it. We he was bored. kind of boring me. Yeah, and then um, Armin, see, I'm going to say it. You're Do it. Me. Oh, Armin Mabanuzida. Oh, yeah, see, France, look how good I am. Why are you learning that name? He's because never going to be <laughs> I like to challenge the champion. Myself. I like to challenge myself. He pretty much bored us too. skating to kill bill apparently he had a yellow bodysuit like uma thurman wears earlier in the season the queens wish that he would have kept it because he had a boring new outfit with some hazard tape apparently on the legs and he fell he was not that great he's slow he was he seemed very slow to me yeah, none of the men seem to be really... Well, none of these guys... We'll talk about Jeremy and Adam in a little bit, but none of these guys seem to really be into their programs, to be connecting with the music. You know, once they, like, made a mistake, it was pretty much all over. Yeah, but with him, he was in third place going into the long program, and he made a mistake, and I think he kind of, you know... Gave up He on knew that he was going to be a medalist at that point. Yeah, but then... Ice Queen's magic worked well for Ross Minor, as we predicted. Yeah, as you guys remember, yesterday we saw Ross in the arena, and, um, you know, he smiled at us. So we knew right there that the magic was going to rub off on him, and it did. He ended up on the podium. He was in fourth after the short, had a pretty clean, long program. It was a nice program, understated outfit, decent music, actually had some choreography, I believe that he did have a fall, but he was able to skate well enough that he got third place here. Yep, he was touched by bronze. The, <laughs> the tween, queens gave him his magic touch. You're welcome, Ross. Yeah, you're welcome. He's He seems like a nice boy, and he skated well. He's I, not super exciting, but he, you know, is a clean skater. Yeah, and you can tell he has potential to keep... You know, if he keeps working, keeps improving, he could be, you know, doing some really strong programs. I like that he doesn't do the same boring music as everybody else mm -hmm. and seems to actually be having fun out there on, like, the rest of the top ten. Yeah, we like to see the skaters when they actually enjoy skating. Yeah, that's kind of a kind of a plus. <laughs> so in second place, he got second in the short program, second in the free skate, and second overall, Adam Rippon. Um, his hair is quite distracting. I think Ugh. that he and Charlie White are going to the same um, barber, or should I say not going to the same barber? Not yeah. going to a barber at all because their hair is crazy. Crazy. But So Adam is with Jason and Yuka now. Hopefully they are going to get a hold of him and work on his styling because his hair is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he needs some help with it. And he also needs to get better costuming. I did personally did not like his costume. It was like from the 70s, something that Charles Tickner was wearing. No. He does have a nice program, great component scores, lots of transitions, good carriage. Um, I thought he was a little bit slow, too, 
but um, overall a good skate. He popped one of his jumps early in the program, but he definitely he hung on to those triple axles that he's had problems with this season, and it was the best that he skated the program this season. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed watching him. He's a stylist. You know, my favorite skater is Paul Wiley. He's a stylist, and, you know, Matt Savoy was one of the more recent stylists in the men's field. And, you know, I appreciate that. He's connecting with the music. He's expressive. He's got the jumps. He's got I mean, choreography. Yeah, and his... his <coughs> he's making me choke. And, his, <laughs> you know, he still needs to work on his confidence and, mm-hmm. you know, his strength. And I think that'll come along with Jason and... Yuka working with him because it seems like Jeremy's confidence has grown over the couple of seasons that he's been with them. Yeah, so we had a bit of excitement when Jeremy hit the ice just pretty, <laughs> not very long after he started his program. Like a minute into it. The people, we were in the lower level section 113 and the fans in the lower part of our section all started standing up and then some girl starts running up the aisle yelling call 911 and everybody's, you know, freaking out down there so it's very distracting trying to focus on Jeremy's program. He keeps going, but I, we were wondering if he could actually hear what was going on. It was pretty close to the ice. We had to notice the people standing up in the section and people running up and down the stairs because then, like, the people that work in the stadium were running down there, and then the paramedics were coming down. So he had to have noticed that, but he kept going on. He skated good. He um, had a clean program. He did double a jump at the end but he hit his quad so that was nice to see because I think that was his first clean quad this season and the only clean quad of the entire men's uh, figure skating competition which is a sad state of affairs tell me about it but that we found out after the competition apparently it was his stepfather that had that blacked out and was having convulsions so that is pretty scary hopefully I'm guessing he did not realize that was him didn't learn about it until afterwards but he kept going skated good ended up the champion the queens were very happy to see him finally skate this program clean because it is our favorite program for any of the men competitors worldwide this season and it was nice to actually see a clean program yeah i mean it was he he did really well it was good to see and he you know, he's expressive. He has music that you don't hear about all the time. You know, it's unique and different, something new. He had a lot of confidence. I mean, he just doubled one of his jumps. That was really the only major mistake of the program. And it's got good choreography. Yeah. It actually has transitions in his program. He had huge component scores. That's really what... I mean, he, his technical score was good with the quad and his triple jumps, but it was... Very high um, component score, so that was good. And he needs that. That's going to help him at the World Championships. Yeah, I mean, kudos to him for throwing in the quad, even though he didn't need it. He yep. would have won easily without it, mm-hmm. even. So, you know, a good skate for him, the best he's skated at all season. And we'll look forward to hopefully having him do well at the Worlds because we probably heard from our other podcast some disturbing news has come across the wires that Yevgeny Plashenko is not only back on the figure skating competitive scene, but has won Russians and Europeans. So we're pretty much sure that he will be at the World Championships. That is going to be... It's been two years. It's been nice not seeing him on TV. We don't know. We're probably going to have to take a lot of painkillers to be able to watch that. Yeah, that's going to be... Him and Patrick Shan in the same telecast. 
I know. It's going to be very, very hard. So we got a lot of hopes. I mean, Jeremy was the main person that I really wanted to see. He was really the only program that I was looking forward and to seeing. And he delivered. And he delivered. And so we can't say that the competition was a total disappointment, but this was a really tough year for figure skating. It was. It, the the Each of the competitions that we watched, I mean, we have a world champion in ice dance. The, the ice dancing was the best part of the competition. That was the strongest with the last five pairs all skating good but the ladies the men with the exception of you know adam and jeremy and the pairs always difficult to watch um those were all you know struggle to watch all of them yeah it's gonna be a building year for a lot of things a building couple years leading up to the olympics i do think that in the men's we have a shot at getting our three spots back because jeremy and adam Adam are strong skaters, and if they skate well at Worlds, there's no reason that we they should be able to place high enough that we get our three spots back in the men's competition. Ladies, I don't expect us to get it back. I mean, it would be highly unlikely. It could happen. It should happen because um, Yuka's gone. Miki's not skating this year, but w- the women just have not been strong. Yeah, and, you know, it just depends on how people perform, you know, year after year. <coughs> it's been very, very inconsistent for all of our skaters, it seems like, except for Davis and White have been, right. you know. Well, really. and with the pairs, we have no expectations that we'll be getting three spots back any year soon. So let's move, let's close our podcast with some celebrity news, some of the <laughs> highlights of our day today. We just keep seeing celebrities. Scene. So yesterday, I think we told you how John Zimmerman was the only bright spot in our day. Having Getting to see him up close <laughs> and personal did not disappoint. He mm-hmm. is a very hot young man. Hottie. And guess who was waiting for us when we left the, our little seats after the men's competition? That's right. John out, Zimmerman. Out in the arena, we saw him again. I don't know if he's stalking us or if we're stalking him because um, <laughs> we will be posting a photo of him um, running, him away, running from away from us. From us. <laughs> <coughs> Liz tried to take a picture of his butt, and then he ran away from us. <laughs> so we have a picture of him taking in his drink and his hot dog and running down the stairs. <laughs> so sorry about that, John. Oh, well. And then, you know, we mentioned earlier, I've got a picture of me with Jason Brown. He's a very nice boy. He took a picture of me, you know. Got the, to meet him. Very nice. The lo- local Chicagoans. And then we were walking through the re- arena, and we saw... The Ice Network recording with our buddy Peter Carruthers and um, Johnny Weir looking like... Like a mannequin. A freakazoid. He had like a skunk stripe in his hair. OMG. And then he was up there. They were interviewing Ashley Wagner and then they were interviewing Davis and White. And, you know, of course, you know, White's hair was very distracting. He's always easy to pick out in a crowd. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So... You know, and then we saw, what was it, Rory Flack Bernhardt, is that her name? Yep. <laughs> An old, a skater of years past who used to rock her it out Her husband's on the um, Keegan's coach. Yeah. She used to rock it out there to, what was that song? I don't know. Oh, yeah, I know what I know. It's in, it was in my head a minute ago. But she's looking good. Yeah, she looks good, and we probably... I'm special, she- that's what it is. Oh, I'm, I'm special. special. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know if I can get through that. Um, <laughs> and speaking of looking good, you know, we saw Karen Kadavy last night at McCormick and Schmicks, and she looks good, too. Christy's so. looking good, too. Christy looks good. You know, unfortunately, Michelle Kwan and Christy Yamaguchi don't seem to be able to wear any other outfits besides sleeveless black tops. Black sleeveless tops. But I guess if my arms look like that, I might be wearing those I'd more often, I'd totally too. be showing my guns, yeah. too. So, um, and Rudy, we found out, is coaching Christy Yamaguchi's six-year-old child. Okay. So she'll probably be a champion in about ten years. Probably. Be up and coming. And um, overall, you know, it's been a nice weekend in San Jose. We've had some good happy hour. Oh, yeah. We, had, we found our new favorite drink today. Afterwards, we had to go get some happy hour. And we had delicious Chambord lemon drops. Highly recommend. Yeah, you can see some pictures of those on our on our website as well. Maybe we'll be trying that out our own home recipes when we get home. Yeah, we got the recipe from the bartender. Basically, all we've done is drink, eat, watch skating. Perfect weekend. It's it's actually a required combination because <laughs> watching skating us. without the drinking not a good idea. It's not a good idea. So with that said, we wish you a fantastic next couple months because we know you won't be watching any skating except for the four continents, but we won't really talk about that too We much. don't want to talk about it too much because we don't want the producer to make us do a recording of that. <laughs> yeah. So sorry, fans. We won't be back until the World Championships. Yeah, so have a happy rest of your winter, and um, we hope you've had as much fun as we have over this San Jose Championship weekend, and we will see you again in March. Bye! The Ice Queens is a production of Epic Deer Studios. If it's epic, it must be Epic Deer.